3: work.
2: Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool, Cool, Cool Audio. With amazing and crazy topics
3: to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild
4: reports that keep us laughing. With funny, off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about Ridiculous News everywhere, we talking about Ridiculous News over
0: here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny, to the deep and hidden, to the absolutely ridiculous.
1: Hey, y'all. I'm Bill Worley. I'm an Atlanta-based filmmaker, and I enjoy uh, dehydrated apple
0: uh, slices. That's cool, Bill. I never knew that about Mm -hmm. you, dried Fruit. That's Mm -hmm. great. Uh, My name is Mark Kendall. Uh, I'm an Atlanta-based comedian, and I... If I could choose a superhero, I wish I could be invisible, but also fly. So I guess what I'm saying is I can't choose. So really, I guess if I chose (laughs) a superhero, it would be to be more decisive.
1: Amen. Yeah. That's a good superhero power.
0: We all need that. Yeah. Well, today, Bill, uh, we're going to be talking about all things April Fool's. Yeah.
1: It's not even April Fool's yet, unless you're listening to this on April Fool's.
0: If so, that's great timing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we want to talk about its origins, how it's celebrated around the world. And uh, we also got some of our favorite pranks from history. And guess what, Mark? What? We might even make some of our own prank calls. So stay tuned.
0: Oh, man. I want to make a prank call.
1: (laughs) So now it's time for Ridiculous News Nibbles. Oh, nice. Um, It's to help you wash down your week. And in honor of this April Fool's Day episode, here's some quick, ridiculous, true stories, Mark, about past. Frankster President,
0: I'm very excited, Bill. So we'll get started uh, uh, with one of the uh, classics, uh, Mr. Barack Obama, President Barack Obama. Miss him so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so President Barack Obama once called Virginia Governor Tim Kaine uh, during his last radio call-in show. Uh, so there's a moment in Tim Kaine's radio show, I guess, where he had a moment called "Ask the Governor." All right. So, and this is when Kane was nearing the end of his term. Mm-hmm. So. The caller called in and was announced as, quote, Barry from DC. Hmm. Uh, and apparently they had a question about traffic in Virginia. Uh, and so Kane was poised to take the question when the caller revealed that he wasn't just any Barry from DC. It was President Barack Obama from the White House. Barry, oh, Barry. <laughs> and so for a second, Kane uh, was speechless, which Makes sense. Yes. Uh, then he broke into laughter, and finally tears when he learned that the radio station had collaborated with the president to give him a humorous and memorable send-off. Take that, Tim K.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go, Barrio, uh, uh, and Lyndon Johnson, a mm-hmm. uh, president. Uh, uh, most of here, I'm sure, know very well from 1963 <laughs> to 1969. <laughs> but I love this. He actually had a lot of uh, cars and a large collection of them on a ranch in Texas. And one of the weird cars he had was an, an amphicar. So kind of like amphibian, and then you just throw a car in the middle of it. And it looked like a normal car, but it worked like a boat when you drove it into water. And so he would prank his guests. He would invite visitors to his ranch to take a drive around with them in his convertible. And when they got to a steep hill at the edge of a lake, He would let the car pick up speed and then he would shout out, the brakes don't work. We're going into the water. And then as the car entered the lake, he said the passengers would panic until they realized they were in an amphicar and instead of sinking, they were actually just motoring across the lake. And later, President Johnson would tease the visitors for trying to save their own skins instead of the
0: president. That would be just wild. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would just be wild. Cause I mean, like, I didn't really know that Amphicars existed in yeah. real life. So, I mean, I gotta imagine if it's the 60s, you also probably don't realize that they're even real.
1: I didn't know they were real. I mean, this is, I'm learning. Yeah. For real, Yeah. I don't know. Ford doesn't have an Amphicar.
0: <laughs> and you're like, you know, once in a lifetime situation where you're riding in a convertible with the president. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, the brakes. I mean, like, how could you not <laughs> flip out? You, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's wild. I love that. Good way to go. Yeah, way
1: to go. We uh, yeah, got
0: one other one. Yes. Uh, president Calvin Coolidge who was president from 1923 to 1929. Uh, so President Coolidge earned his nickname "Silent Cal" by keeping silent. Mm. So it makes sense that his White House pranks were wordless. Uh, Coolidge used a series of buttons on his desk to summon his staff, and so he liked to prank them by pressing all the buttons at once so he could catch people running from all directions. Uh, he also uh, would slip out the front door of the White House, press the alarm button near the door, and then watch Secret Service like barrel up to run to find out what was wrong. Uh, and Coolidge enjoyed this prank so much, he would do it several times in a row. Uh, we can only guess how much the Secret Service liked it. I,
1: I love this just silent man <laughs> pushing <laughs> All these buttons, which was high-tech, right? Yeah. Assumingly in 1923 yeah. that you had a button. Um, and just I mean, all of these presidents, these pranks speak to me.
0: I love I love pranks. A good prank is, is really great. I and mean, one thing about the Calvin Coolidge thing is with the front door prank, him doing it several times in a row. <laughs> That's the thing that makes the, that I think takes it to another level. Because I can imagine where it's just like, all right, hey, this guy Cal, a prank he likes to pull. Say you're a new Secret Service member, yeah. and the the you know, the veteran secret service member is saying, like, hey, Cal, he likes this prank where he presses the alarm out front, he'll run out, he'll have a laugh, it's all good. And you'll be like, Okay, cool. So it happens once, and you're like, Okay, this was the prank, I get it. But then he does it again, and then again. Yeah. By that third or fourth time, you're like, Well, what if something is really wrong this time?
1: Yeah, well, you, you always have to answer. Right. I assume And, like, can you tell him to stop? Because he's the boss. He's the commander-in-chief. Yeah. You know, he's the boss of bosses. So I guess you just got to suck it up.
0: I guess so. Yeah. Or do they give him a hard time? Stop it, Cal. Cal, come on, Cal. Cal, listen, this is for in case of emergency, not in case of comedy.
1: Is that Mm -hmm. where Cal looks them in the eye, and while he's doing it, he pushes the button (laughs) again? And they come running.
0: They got to come running. So, April
1: Fool's Day.
0: Mm -hmm. What
1: is it all about? How did it start? You know, I don't... It's one of those days, like, we know a lot about Christmas. We know a lot about so many holidays. Very interesting stuff uh, our amazing researcher, Casey,
0: brought us about April Fool's Day. Absolutely. So, uh, thank you, Casey, for the great research. And so, this is what we got on the very first April Fool's Day. Um, So, there are many theories as to the origins of April Fool's Day. Uh, But Mm -hmm. some historians believe that the day originated in 1582 when France switched over to the Gregorian calendar. So that changed New Year's Day from April 1st to January 1st. Hmm. Back in those days, the news took a little longer to reach everyone, and those who were a bit slow on the uptake, you know, celebrating New Year's Day on April 1st, for example, uh, became the butt of pranks, including having paper fish glued onto their backs because fish are easy to catch. Uh, People still refer uh, to those easily fooled uh, people as fish to this day,
1: that's something I have never used.
0: I've never used. I've never heard that either. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: think it must be popular in uh, Europe. And, and as you know, one of the th- things that was so interesting is like almost every country, or many many countries on the world, have a form of April Fool's Day and a form of pranks. And I think that just speaks to like humans and our love of pranks. I have to say, when I travel around, people are playing jokes on each other. Mm-hmm. People, you know, and it's it's always just a fun way to. Um, uh, you know, relate to other people. So I think the fact that we all can celebrate in somewhat of a universal language and that pranks are, is so cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it just, like, speaks to a human need to diffuse tension. Yes. You know, like, yeah, because it's like at the end of a prank, it's just like the idea is like, you're not going to die right now. You know, like, things are okay. <laughs> I gave you, like, a little scare or I made you think one thing, but we're okay. You
1: know, uh, it, it quick reminds me, uh, I was in Amsterdam at four a.m. in the morning. I might have been a little bit out of it. we were getting a tour from a guy that lived there and we were in a, a bar and there was a very, very large man. He was probably six foot 11, sweeping up this bar. It was around closing time. And he could tell that these two Americans who were somewhat out of it were just staring at this incredibly large man. <laughs> and he slowly walked up to us and he just leaned in close to us and he goes, and he just kept sweeping and throughout the night he kept kind of looking at us and smiling and it was so silly but just made our night um and you know stuff like that where you know maybe english maybe you know he might have been perfectly fluent in english but he just took that opportunity to make these guys night which
0: Amazing! I love that. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, Who's a sweet man?
1: That's <laughs> actually I don't know. He might have not.
0: Been. He
1: seemed like a very sweet, large man to me, and yeah. I greatly appreciated that him. interaction.
0: With him was really yeah, sweet. Yeah. It was yeah. Really, really sweet. yeah. No, it's it's funny that you mentioned that that example because that just made me think of uh, uh, when I would go to the doctor growing up, like as a child, you know, to like get my shot or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, my my doctor at the time, he would. I don't know if you ever experienced this, but he was like would just do, like, tricks where he would present mm. a coin to you and then make it disappear, and I could never figure it out. And he did it every time, and it worked every time. <laughs> and, even, and that's the thing that sticks with me, is the yeah. jokes that he played, you know? That's great.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't know that I had a cool day. I remember my, my barber when mm-hmm. I was a kid, they had a jar full of ears. So they had like crop ears and like a jar of that blue liquid, oh, uh, wow. you know, that they put the brushes in, and yeah. that was always scared me a little bit as a kid. But the barber was always so silly about it; that uh, it was it was fine. But I remember I would always just stare at this jar. Of I ears. would too. That's wild.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that reminds me. I, there was a teacher. I think it was maybe a summer camp. Anyway, there was a teacher that had. Uh, can you buy like those bee colonies? Is that a thing? Where it's like it's either bees or ants that are in glass and they're just like going and going.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the ant colony
0: stuff. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was an ant colony and he had it in glass, like on his desk. And I'm like, what if that falls over? Like it was it was just very stressful because it's like those are like big, strong ants, just like go, 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 go. It was just like all it takes is one irresponsible kid to knock it over. And in my mind it's like, we would civilization would fall, you know, like <laughs> chaos. Uh, chaos. Yeah. It was like in, I guess I was a kid, so maybe it was bigger than it actually was. But in my memory, it was like this large bug colony the insect colony that he had
1: yeah that's the prank he just smashed it <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico
3: What
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing and crazy topics are to picking
1: to choose? You are now tuned in to ridiculous news. So my family has somewhat of a history of pranks, and they're kind of dark. So my dad's a preacher, mm-hmm. um, which it's weird that I say it's kind of dark. I don't know for some reason I think preachers are around death a lot. He did a lot of funerals, you know, as a kid, you're around that stuff a lot. Maybe you get a little bit more of a morbid sense of humor) um, But, you know, my dad used to take me, as opposed to gay care, I would go with him as he was doing funerals. And he used to make me touch the dead bodies in the open casket, which was so scary as a kid. Um, And he would also get me with a lot of really big April Fool's jokes Um, and not, not lighthearted. So the one that I remember the clearest, Mark, is I was in... High school as a junior, in the junior parking lot, you're just starting to drive to school. You feel so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd just gotten out to start to go into class for the day, get a phone call from my dad. I had just gotten a cell phone, too. This is back, you know, way back in the 90s. And um, my dad said, Bill, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but your mom's been in an accident.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And I said that. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, is she okay? And he goes, no, oh she's not going to
0: make
2: it. <laughs>
1: And he just let that silence hang, and he, you know, and I started to tear up. I was just like, "Oh my god!" I mean, of course, like I probably almost fainted. You know, it's just yeah. like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, hey, "What day?" He's like, "What day is this?" And I was like, oh, no. "It's it's Monday, or it's yeah, it's what's the date, Bill?" And I was like, "It's April 1st. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just man, it was oh, brutal. Man. Yeah, I I still yeah, feel bad, and 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 so my my family in general. Did that a lot. So my mom also did a lot of pranks. And the one that sticks out with me the most, you know, we're in Atlanta, Georgia here. And mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia, there was the 1996 Olympics. The mm-hmm. Summer Olympics were here, and it was heavily sponsored. And I believe it was AT and T might have been one of the sponsors, of, you know, back back then. And there was before there were a lot of cell phones, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a a place in Centennial Olympic Park where they just had a bunch of payphones set up in kind of a giant circle and they were free to use. Yeah. And so what my mom did is she got the number from one of the phones on the other side of the, the park, or like, you know, 100 feet away. Yeah. And then she gathered us up. So she would call that number. <laughs> and so people, what? And they pick up and she goes, you, sir, have won $100. All you have to do is scream out, I have won $100, and one of us will come right up to you and we'll present you with your prize. And these people, she did it three or four times. We stopped doing it, Mark, because one guy got so angry. It was oh, like no. this big redneck guy. He's like, where's my money? <laughs> he just started screaming. Oh, no. <laughs> and like people around him started. were like, what is happening? And mom was like, go, 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 go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we got
1: out of there. We got. Oh out of there. man, that is funny. Yeah, that's, so...
0: <laughs> that's what I learned. I learned from oh, these people. Man. You know, our family didn't do like a ton of prank pranks like that. I mean, I think like I'm sure that there were things that we would do intentionally to just like get into each other's skin. Like, for example, like I don't know if this is like necessarily like prank territory this is just more like just trying to bother someone where it's just like uh you know let's say it would be early in the morning and if i woke up before one of my brothers or my sister i'd go into their room find their uh, cell phone mm-hmm. and then like just put it in a random corner of their room <laughs> and then like walk out the room and then call their cell phone and then you're getting this call from your phone somewhere in the room but you're in bed and you don't have to get up and it's just going to keep ringing and ringing and ringing <laughs> until you get up. And it's just like, that's not really like creative. That's just kind of like diabolical, you know, like. Uh, but uh, but yeah, but I, I didn't do too many like prank pranks except for, you know, like performing on stage mm-hmm. sometimes. And so not trying to prank the audience uh, to make them look bad necessarily, but just doing something like silly uh, to like something that everyone can be in on, you yeah. know. So uh, for example, like sometimes when I perform, what I like to do is, you know, I'll be like, who out there? you know has a phone, you know, or something like that. And then they'll be give me a phone, and then I'll be like, "Oh, who can I call?" you know, and they'll be like, "Oh, you can call so and so. They'll be awake right now." And I'll call <laughs> up their phone, you know, and we'll have like a laugh or whatever. But the thing is about calling someone from the stage, it doesn't really work all the time. Not mm-hmm. cuz it's not a not cuz it's not like a fun idea. Like the idea of it is fun. Right. But so many times like especially today in the year 2022, like people don't like phone calls, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so even if it's someone that you know, the chance of them like picking up a phone and then reacting the way that you expect them to react is just, is not going to happen the way you want it to. You know, so before I think when we had landlines, it was much more likely that someone would like, pick up, hello, this is serious, you know? Like, this is the only phone we have. Whereas now it's just kind of like, you're like, oh, hello, who's this? And if it's a voice you don't recognize or whatever, you're more likely to just like- Hang up. That said, though, uh, the times where it works, where you can grab someone's phone on stage and you can call someone and talk to them and have, like, a laugh, that's that's very fun. Um, and and I also enjoy, uh, like, uh, calling random businesses. So, like, something mm. that I would enjoy doing was I'd pick up my phone and I'd dial, like, Domino's Pizza, for example. And I'd be like, oh, hello. And they'd be like, yeah, this is Domino's. And I'd be like, yeah, I hope your day's going good. I know your work is a lot, so bye. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd usually appreciate for that. It. Okay. Yeah,
1: for that moment, Mark, they felt seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They felt yeah. like, I'm sure that meant something. Because <laughs> it it's something, it's those yeah. moments of like it's something abnormal that stick with you. Yeah. And I know because I worked at Domino's Pizza <laughs> yeah. as a kid. And it was definitely those kind of interactions that were the best.
0: And usually they take it pretty well. Like as long as you make it quick and you don't like keep them away from their work, I found that mm-hmm. like, they'll be like, okay, cool. This was random. And <laughs> that was a weird person that just caught me up, you know?
1: Thank you for making my day less painful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I mean, as we are talking about pranks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, uh, the stuff that we like to do, you know, we're talking about April Fool's too, and that April Fool's isn't just, American tradition. I mean, that mm-hmm. what's it's crazy. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not the Fourth of July. It's something that's celebrated all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh for example, in Italy, um and in France, April 1st uh is pe- Pesa de April or April Fish. And I apologize to every Italian. <laughs> um and and people play all kinds of tricks on each other, but a very sp- specific prank, uh, like uh, the, the origins of uh, April Fool's Day is when they tape a, a paper fish to someone's back, which is should we bring
0: that to the States? I guess so. Mainly just because visually it's just very unusual to me. Like seeing a paper, first you gotta make the paper fish and then you gotta tape it to someone's back. You know, I'm familiar with like the kick me paper on the back, right. like I've seen that, but a paper fish, I'm just, this is new to me.
1: Well, in Italy, too, government... uh, Pranking is such a big deal. The media announces a winner for the best trick, which... we need that here. Yeah. Uh, The government institutions get involved. They they've put out fake press releases, for example, saying that Martians are attacking, which I don't know how well that went over, uh, or that free money is being handed out at a certain place, which I'm sure makes a lot of people laugh and a lot (laughs) of people very upset.
0: (laughs) Uh, Peru, uh, for example... Uh, one of their uh, April Fool's traditions uh, actually kind of similar so- sounded similar to what we do in the States. For example, it might be common to joke about, like, putting salt instead of sugar in beverages. Mm. Uh, you might joke about a pregnancy announcement. Uh, or, but one that I have not heard of that they do sometimes is hooking a paper doll onto a person's back.
1: What is with all the paper on people's backs?
0: I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. know. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Iran. So people in Iran also celebrate it, but they call it Nature Day, hmm. and it's a tradi- traditional festival. And it actually falls on April first or second, usually. And it actually goes back in time to 536 BC. Whenever I hear things like that, I'm like, man, America is so young. Um, and uh, one of the things they like to do is they will scare complete strangers in the street. And then apologize, explaining it's not all a good fun. And I can't imagine being in another country oh, yeah. and having someone come up and scare you. And then probably in a language you don't speak, being like, <laughs> oh, no, it's fine.
3: <laughs>
0: Although I think it would be hilarious.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it's like, I feel like with a lot of these it, darker jokes, like you were mentioning, it. it like, it, it takes someone to deliver that news in the right way. You know, yeah, like, yeah. bringing someone into the fold of, like, this joke that you're having, you know. Yeah. Um, in Iraq, uh, they also celebrate uh, April 1st, uh, or sometimes called April Lie. And uh, similar to the rest of the world, they prank friends and family, uh, publishing, uh, you know, silly news items. However, uh, research indicated that some jokes have become dark. Uh, for example, telling, you know, a loved one that your son's been arrested, or whatever, um but it seems like those jokes the the darker jokes have simply like mirrored perhaps daily experiences, mm-hmm. which actually you know, I feel like is another relatable thing, yeah, you know I feel I like agree. it's just like you know the humor or the tenor of the the humor is simply relating or uh reflecting like, what's going on. You
1: know, I've, I've heard that the more serious something is, the more lighthearted you should take it. Mm-hmm. You know, th- I have found in my life that is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes the little things, you, you can let them matter, but the big stuff, the more that you can take it with a laugh, you know, and I know it's very dark to say, like, these kidnappings or whatever, but I think it, it just helps you get through it. It mm-hmm. just helps you get through it and it helps you... Um, work through it. So I can see where that, and you know, thinking about my dad, a preacher, and like mm-hmm. dealing with death all the time and mm-hmm. funerals, I think that was one of his ways of dealing with it, you know, mm-hmm. is to add that lege- longevity and that comedy. Um, but watch out if there's <laughs> someone that's not used to it. Because, Mario, I remember uh, in college, I, I, I continued to prank and um, I, I pranked a boss one time at a job. And because I, I guess I assumed people like my family liked April Fool's jokes, and this guy did not. I was like, "Hey man, I need a ride. I'm I'm drunk. I need a ride." Get-. This is a terrible joke. Looking back on it, I deserve to be hard. <laughs> but like, I was like, "Can you come get me?" And then I like ignored my phone for an hour. And he's like, "I'm driving around in the car. Where are you?" And I was like, "Ha ha, <laughs> oh, no. gotcha." Oh, no. And nope, he got me. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I guess it, it it took me a while to realize, oh, not everybody likes that kind of dark humor that I grew up with.
0: I think it's like, uh, you know, just 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 bouncing off of that, I feel like it's just like reading the reading the room, you know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. like or when I say reading the room, I mean quotation marks, meaning like, you know, I feel like that's what makes a a good prank work. You know? Yes. So so for example, like, you know, when your when your dad was pranking you with that dark humor, he's just like I know Bill can, can appreciate this. You know what I mean? I don't know.
2: Yeah. Or maybe
1: not. <laughs> no, but, no, no. I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. I mean, he knew he knew I could, but man, it definitely still stung. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Like, mm-hmm. like his son can handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he's telling a member of his congregation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. He, he, at the end of the day, he's paying my the
0: rent. For me at the time. <laughs> but it, I mean, but then on the flip side, to also talk about what you just said, it's just like jokes also like do sting. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? Like. And that's the nature, or that's, like, another nature of it, too. You know what I mean? It's just, like, or, like, or comedy in general, right? Where it's just, like, it can it can relieve, and it can, like, relieve this tension, you know? But then it also, like, can, like, leave these stings. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
1: that stuff sticks with you, man. Like, yeah. like I remember, like, a, a friend of mine in high school was, like, you're an ugly kid. And mm. like came up to me and said that and like that hurt my feelings. But yeah. he was joking around. He was like a good yeah. friend of mine. And like, he was like Haha, and I was like, Oh man, my self esteem. But mm-hmm. it was like a little it's funny. Sometimes you out uh, you get ninety-nine compliments and it's the one insult that uh sticks with you, even if yeah. it's in jest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's weird.
0: Yeah. Especially as a
1: kid, you know, you got all these hormones, you're mm-hmm. overly sensitive.
0: Or sometimes it's like um, maybe someone's not making a joke about you specifically or whatever, but um, this is specific. But (laughs) but like in college, like for most of freshman year, you know, when you would get the lanyard to your key or whatever, if you wanted. Mm -hmm. And I would just like wear it around my neck, you know, Uh, just so I wouldn't forget it. And then, like, I remember maybe by, like, sophomore year or something, someone said something about, like, oh, man, like, people that carry their lanyard key around their neck is so lame. And I felt so lame. And I, like, <laughs> never, I never did that ever again because I was like, oh, no, it's lame. But now looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know, man, it's practical. It's just you you know, practical. Say, like, it's, just, like, <laughs> it's just a good <laughs> way not to you lose know? something. But I remember that feeling like self-conscious about it. Like, oh my gosh, was I just being a dork and I didn't even know it, you know? So,
1: well, it's like, yeah. you know, in, in uh, Mark and I, we, we, we do video production. We have one video production company. And we purposely sometimes, because one person having an opinion can change other people's opinions. So like if someone's like, I like this thing except for this one part, we try to give it neutrally to everybody. Because then if you're watching it and you're like, I liked everything except this one part, you're just watching it for that one part that that person doesn't like, and you're like, oh. Um, So when someone's like, oh, everyone that wears lanyards it's you know this is this is shitty to say but it's kind of like like there's some people that perfected that bullying and I think Donald Trump's one of them. Mm-hmm. He's always like every you know everybody feels this way everybody feel, you know and, and like we can see through it cuz you know we we're, we're, we're in, hopefully somewhat intelligent people. But I think as a as a kid and even growing up when someone's like oh no one wears their anyone that wears a landyard is a bummer and you're you're like oh I guess I'm a bummer.
0: Oh, you know what? I do remember one thing. I had like a purple backpack that I really enjoyed. In elementary school, and then someone's like, "Oh, purple—that's like not a boy color or something like that." And I had, the, and I never, I never used it again. Oh, and I'm just like, "No, use those bright colors," <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. man, yeah. Anyway, anyway. I it's like, I think it's something with kids because yeah. I think we've all
1: had those moments mm-hmm. where it's like one person that makes an absolute about something you like and then you're like I guess I'm lame Yeah, purple's like the color royalty but as a kid yeah. you're just like oh okay Yeah, gender norms yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break
2: from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip I thought in that moment
1: oh my god
0: work so bill now that we've kind of talked about you know our own experience with pranks and jokes as well as uh, traditions throughout the world let's talk about some specific pranks throughout history uh so one we'll start with is uh so in 1957 uh the bbc uh and they are well known for april 1st antics They reported uh, that Swiss farmers were experiencing a record spaghetti crop and showed footage of people harvesting noodles from trees. And the prank was called the Swiss spaghetti harvest and the BBC were soon flooded with requests to purchase spaghetti plants, which forced them into revealing the hoax the very next day.
1: I want a spaghetti plant. And also, how like Monty Python (laughs) is that (laughs) joke? Like, I hope that one of those guys were involved. Yeah. Although I think they were a little later in yeah. time from uh, mm-hmm. '57, but oh my gosh, I, some British humor is just so f- wonderfully absurd. I love it.
0: It's really absurd in a great, great way. <laughs> I just imagine people with like plates, just like scooping <laughs> steaming hot noodles, <laughs> noodles and spaghetti <laughs> onto their plate directly from a tree. <laughs>
1: That's pretty foolish. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, in uh, another one here in the States in, on, in, in 1998, Burger King on April 1st announced that it would offer a version of the Whopper that had been carefully designed for left-handed people. Mm. Uh, but apparently uh, people didn't get it. And so people <laughs> went into Burger King and they were flooded with orders for left-handed Whoppers.
0: Oh, man. Can you imagine having to deal with a customer that's just like, is this the left-handed Whopper or not? <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. This is just this is just the Whopper, and you don't know that this prank has been going on. And they're yeah. like, "Is it a left-handed Whopper?" And it's like, "You can absolutely eat it with the left hand." See, yeah, like...
1: but I or but it said I I saw the advertisement. Why? Where's the left-handed Whopper? Guys, to your supervisor, please. Mark, was that your name? Mark?
0: Uh, yeah, my name was my name was Mark. Well,
1: Mark, maybe you need to get your supervisor. Uh,
0: yeah, he's he also won't have the same. He has, you'll get the same answer with them.
1: I'm sorry, I can't. after I said get your supervisor, your words no longer, it just sounds like noise. You're right,
0: you're right. Oh, <laughs> more noise, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the most terrible customer of all time. Uh, this next one, uh, in 2016, uh, Google, uh, as an April Fool's pet prank, added a mic drop button mm-hmm. to their email program so what ha- what happens is when you clicked the mic drop function, it sent a uh, a gif to the recipients of the outgoing email, and uh, it literally disables replies, in effect shutting down the conversation. You know, as a literal mic drop would. Uh, but the problem was that the mic drop button was right next to the send button, leading countless uh, you know unintentional uh, oh, no. and later horrified people. To mic drop their bosses, oh my God. clients, spouses, <laughs> children, and friends. <laughs> so even though Google disabled the button, the damage was already done. Uh, and at least one individual reported getting fired because oh. of that prank. Yeah.
1: That's a bummer. You, uh, you, I, pranks have unintended consequences. And that reminds me, like, and one last, I know we get a lot of examples. Uh, my one of my favorite pranks that I did, although it had undidated consequences, is a good friend of mine, a woman named Jenny. I was a freshman at UGA in college, which is in Athens, Georgia. And, um, she, this is back when you had a instant messenger, which was also called aim, the dawn of the internet. And she had come up one weekend and was hanging out with me. And she was friends with my roommate, Daniel. And, and she had logged into her aim and was communicating and she forgot to log out. And so she goes back home uh, to Atlanta, which is about an hour and a half away. And, uh, Chat pops up. I didn't realize it I was like, Hey, Jenny, how's it going? Like, how's how's your family? But whatever. And I was like, Oh, great, so much. Like, like how are you doing? How are you doing, Dave? And like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing well. And then I was like, Hey, Dave, we should hang out sometime. Well, you should come hang out. Yeah, my mom would love to see you. Come hang out. He's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, like maybe this coming weekend. I'm like, oh, Great. No. Yeah, come on hang out this weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> didn't think about it. Didn't <laughs> go, I get a call. From Jenny, who is naturally one of the most funny people I've ever met in my life. She's just a comedic person to the soul. She was not having a good time. So apparently this guy, Dave, lived in Florida. Oh, no. (laughs) And I said, come back. He drove eight hours to Atlanta. Oh, no. And knew her mom. But that weekend, Jenny was actually in North Carolina visiting a friend. Her mom calls her. This boy drove all the way from (laughs) Florida. (laughs) She's like, I'm in, I'm with my friend. She's like, no, you come home right now. Oh no!
2: <laughs> and apparently, she doesn't even really like this guy. Oh no!
1: <laughs> so she had to spend a weekend hanging out with some dude that she doesn't even like. And I think that's the greatest prank. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my st- god! I'm sorry, Jenny. I'm sorry, Jenny. Uh, ha- <laughs> <laughs> How did
0: Jenny react when you found out that you were the mastermind behind Oh,
1: that? she right. was not impressed. <laughs> she was very upset. But, you know, to her credit, I think she handled it pretty well. She's legit one of the funniest people. I'm sure she had some sort of uh, somewhat of a comeback. But I do remember that that was the least funny— the, thing that i've ever like she was <laughs> she handled it well but you know she, she's a human being she was frustrated yeah. uh, she i'm sure she never left her aim logged in And yeah. you know kind of like it's like leaving your phone on the table right with a bunch of cranky friends yeah. beware you know take I, it with you
0: i get so paranoid about that like I, I may i can't remember if i've told you this or not bill but in fifth in fifth grade I you know we'd journal in class and I'd like just journal like my thoughts or whatever yeah. and then I guess maybe once I left it out or oh, something yeah. like that and it wasn't anything crazy but I just I just wrote about I, I think I just had some things that were like maybe vaguely negative about my teachers Ooh. you know <laughs> uh, like and uh, and and then I remember I came back from like gym class or something like that, yeah. and all the kids were like, "Oh Mark, oh <laughs> my, Mar-. oh, no. This is what I remember, you know. Like yeah. I think this is how I remember. Where it's like I left it open and people read it, and I they didn't no one like told on me or anything like that. Yeah. I guess because it's, it's like oh, I was talking the truth, baby, you know. But but <laughs> but, uh, but I just remember b- being like, "Oh man, anything you write down." someone's gonna see not like they could see it but they're just gonna see it and i don't know that's probably like a bit too much but like since then just like whenever i journal something and i still journal you know you yeah. know like it doesn't stop what i share but i just remember leaving that out Oof. people finding it you know what i mean yeah
1: <laughs> oh man it's like yeah the hair on my arms goes up because as a kid too you're like that's mm-hmm. like the worst case scenario yeah right? someone's reading my deep thoughts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um speaking of pulling one off on somebody let's let's do it let's uh think so yeah why not let's let's uh prank call uh some friends of ours and see what they've got going on let's do it from our producer's phone so that uh folks don't recognize the number hello 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 who is this Hello, this is Ronnie. Yeah. Why why did you call me?
2: Uh I just my phone rang and then I answered.
1: No, my phone rang. I'm sorry you called me.
2: <laughs> uh no, definitely did not call you. I'm actually in the middle of
1: What do you, what, um, what do you, what do you want? Why are you calling me?
2: Uh all right, you know, I'm I'm just going to have to let you go. I'm in the middle of of trying to get my garbage disposal put back on, and that's I a, already I have, you know pissing me off.
1: That's what I'm trying to do. I have a garbage disposal too, Ronnie. And that's what I'm trying to do. And you, you called me, Ronnie. How do you know my name? Because I love you. Who ben. is this? This is Bill Worley. Bill Worley? <laughs> I realize I did a terrible job. Wait, what is it? I hear giggling in the bag. What is happening right
2: now? <laughs> oh, it's, it's Mark. Oh my God! It's Bill and Mark. Oh, of course, I know that giggle.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much, right? Well, we'll let you get back to your garbage disposal. Happy airport,
2: you Johnny. sons of mother. <laughs> yeah.
1: We love you, man.
2: All right, I love you guys too. <laughs> bye, bye,
0: bye. Hello. Hi. Is this Megan? Yeah. Hi. Uh I was calling to see is your uh refrigerator running?
2: Is my yes, it is running.
0: Uh well then you'll probably want to catch it. I'm sorry. Your Well if your refrigerator's running, you're probably gonna want to run and catch it.
2: Oh, I mean it's plugged in.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's got um you know, it's running like electricity. It's running on electricity.
0: Okay. But there's also the the other meanings of running that imply with feet. <laughs> so if you're No, guess river- it,
2: doesn't, it doesn't I don't know, I guess about six six feet, seven feet tall.
0: Okay, oh, cool. I can, well
2: I can reach the top, but I can't, um like not easily, you know. Oh, like if I, right, I, right. I keep some stuff on there, but I can't. Nothing I need to get a lot.
0: <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, um, happy April Fool's. Oh, thank you. You was, yeah. Well, hap, goodbye.
2: Is your, oh, is your refrigerator running?
0: Uh, yes.
2: Oh, good. Good to hear.
0: Thank you. Bye.
2: Yes, sir. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, I really like that one. because how bad it was. Uh, wait a minute. I'm getting a call from Anonymous. Hold on. Hello. Hello.
3: Open enrollment is here. Press one to speak to one of our agents and discuss your health insurance options now. Your
0: call is being transferred with no wait time. Hi, my name's Steven with Capital Health. You're looking for individual or family plans?
1: Hey, Steven. Yeah, I'm just calling. You know, Jesus has done a lot of damage to my family recently. Um, and I'm kind of trying to figure out in general what options we have. Um, I, I lost, I lost my dog a couple of weeks ago. Um, my wife just found out she's got both type one and type two diabetes, which I didn't even know there's like a double thing you can do. <laughs> well, that one hung up. That was fun, Mark. Uh, it's always fun to uh, uh, make friends feel weird. Yeah, or, we have a
0: lot of very nice, very nice friends that let us call them up and be weird with them on the phone, which is nice.
1: Yeah, and and some unfortunate uh, uh, people that tried to sell me insurance.
0: <laughs> you know, Bill. Just kind of like thinking about pranks in in general. In order for them to like really land in the right way, it's this. What, what strikes me is the is the need for the right balance. You know, so. On the one hand, in order for a prank of some kind to work, you know, there has to be some sort of, like, trust with the person or an institution where it's just like, you know, you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. You're going to believe what they have to have to say. Right. But then in, also in order for it to play as something fun versus something like, you know, herbal that scars <laughs> you or whatever, it's just like uh, I think there's a certain amount of care that has to be taken with it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, kind of, like, knowing... Uh, where that person's person's at in order for that prank to land the way the way it's intended to which is like you know ideally like in in the spirit of fun
1: yeah you know and I think too you can you can go hardcore with them too I feel Mm -hmm. like you know like I think it's it's just it's how far you're willing to push it Mm -hmm. and how much are you willing to ask for forgiveness you know, sometimes I, I feel like maybe the reason there's adrenaline run from some of the pranks that I got pulled, like my dad telling me my mom was in a car wreck, you know, for example, is like you do have this moment of extreme sadness followed by complete relief. Mm-hmm. So it's this extreme whiplash of emotions. And it's kind of sometimes fun to be like, everything is terrible. Actually, everything is OK.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? um and and some people understand that 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 can be a gift, and some people might not talk to you for a
3: couple of years.
0: <laughs> just depends, yeah, yeah, and I think it's like you know I think you can expand beyond pranks and and I feel like that's a lot of comedy too, right? you know, just like in general is is you know comedy can be like little pokes of fun versus just like getting really, really real in your face. And they're both, you know, valid, you know? Yeah.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope that uh, everyone listening, that uh, maybe you give a a couple days for April Fool's or whenever you're listening, that you give a fun prank to someone and this inspires you a little bit and uh,
0: try not to make them bleed. Bill, I'm just reminded, we made an April Fool's sketch uh, with our friend Karen Cassidy a little while ago. Uh, So we'll play the audio from that April Fool's sketch for you now. Yeah. Uh, so hope, you can have that. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Karen. Hey, Mark. I dropped off an envelope for you. It's got 50 bucks in it.
3: Oh, wow. Thanks, Mark.
0: April Fools.
3: Oh, you got me. For a minute, I was like, I could use April Fools, it's $1,000. Oh, my goodness. It is $1,000. <laughs> hey,
4: you. That's not how April Fools works. You're both dumb. Oh.
0: When's the last time you saw your cousin Kyle?
4: He disappeared nine years ago.
0: Or did
3: he? Kyle?
1: April Fool's.
3: (laughs) What? Yes. (laughs) Kyle, you've been missing for nine years.
1: And that was our uh, sketch with the great Karen Cassidy. Mm Um, she's on TikTok she's on YouTube she's all over the place yeah just search
0: Karen Cassidy uh, your or, day will be better because of that
1: or go to at Mark Kendall Comedy that too on Instagram yeah, yeah. and um, thank you guys so much it means the world that you'd spend your time with us uh, we uh, greatly appreciate it hope you have fun and let's do it again see you soon
2: Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
3: work.